This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, we're back. Hey, we're back from a, a week-long hiatus. And now we're here to deliver your favorite. To give you nightmares and anxiety. Your favorite. Your my favorite. favorite murder. Everyone's favorite. My favorite. Murder. murder. I didn't get that. Sorry. <laughs> we should have rehearsed that. We should have. That's Karen. And that's Georgia and... Um, Yes, we've been on a a slight hiatus. Yeah, we had life things happen to us. Very large life things. Not murder, thank Uh, God. No. But um, nice things. Georgia got married in a beautiful ceremony on the coast. Thank you. (laughs) Karen's mom died. She died (laughs) after a long illness. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It was actually really lovely. Yeah. It was kind of, for me, it was a big, uh, about two week period though. Of stress. Yeah. Or just like big feelings of waiting between her passing and having to do the, and the memorial. Yeah. Which is rare, right? Yeah. I think my dad was waiting. He put a little time in there so that people could come yeah. and plan it out and make sure they were there. And then it turned out to be a brilliant idea because there was tons of people. Aww. It was really lovely. That's great. I'm so glad. Yeah. It was nice. When I drove back home, the front end of my car fell off. What? Didn't I tell you that? No. I drove six hours back from San Francisco, took the Riverside exit, came to a stop, and my the front bumper, like everything under the lights and down, just went <laughs> into the street. Oh, shit. And I had, this is my favorite part, I had to pick it up and stick it into my car, which yeah. is very small. And there was a guy in the car next to me. He's like, do you need my help? And I was like, yes. And so he helped me put it in the car. Aww. And as he came around the side to help me, he looked at all the other cars around us and goes, you can help people, you know, and started yelling at everybody else for not helping me. Oh, I love him. Which was beautiful. And how I think many of us feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. There's this like, do I help? Or is that weird if I help? Right. And can I be of help? Like if it was me, I'd be like, can I even lift that thing or whatever? Do you need anything? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to... park in front of your car with my lights on so if they hit me they won't hit you who's <laughs> out of her car should i use myself as a human shield exactly to make sure no more damage comes to your car exactly or do you want me to play some really good music so you can like do this with <laughs> get it done quicker. yeah, yeah. Um, and how do you feel after after your big weekend i feel great at the wedding the whole fucking weekend was like i'm gonna cry if i start talking about it it was like perfect and wonderful and like this outpouring of love and 
Vince said this really sweet thing of like, you know, when you go to weddings and you're really, you can tell a wedding, people believe that you're going to, you're a good couple when they have a really good time at your wedding. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to fucking dance to like boogie on down when you're like, well, I'm pretty sure he's going to die of a heroin overdose (laughs) or cheat on her. Or she's like, I know she's fucked or, you know. No, everybody would, everybody had like hearts in their own eyes about your guy's marriage. It was nice. And And everybody cried at the ceremony because you you started having a little bit of a cry voice but like you were trying to cover it i was so your voice just kept getting higher and higher and higher it was my favorite you were like i don't (laughs) it was so cute there was this moment that when i when i first got up there like i just had immediately started crying but i didn't want tears because i didn't want my makeup to get ruined so it just came out of my nose instead And I I gestured towards Vince's um, pocket square. Yeah. And he like thought I, he fixed it because he thought I was like in the middle of our ceremony <laughs> going like, fix your pocket square. <laughs> and I was, I was mortified. I was like, no, can I have that? And he gave it to me and I just snotted all over his pocket square. But what kind of a human being would I be if I was like, fix your pocket square? I think he was just like, whatever you yeah. need. Yeah. This is what I'm, I'm doing what you need. That was a really hilarious moment though, because no, I didn't see the fix it okay good or any of that i literally saw you point toward it and then him flick out yeah like a magician a big huge red <laughs> handkerchief it was yeah. very very cute okay good and that's what i'm all about these days real feelings real time yep. real feelings here they are they're just out there and you can grab them and well because and it's like of course you're crying of course it's like these are you know these are the peak experiences these of all of our lives are the days to hold on to these because they will not last forever no right Those are, they won't, days, do, do they they want to something because i want to i'm doing billy joel yeah. which one are you doing i think i'm doing that too these are the days to hold on to these are be this has um, been my favorite murder. Goodbye. People are like, I got nothing that I came here for. No, we mean we're murdering it at life. Yeah. Not murders. We're, we're murdering emotions. Before we talk about our favorite murders, I want to ask you, and I haven't watched this week, but did you watch uh, this People versus OJ Simpson last week? Oh, yeah. Did you, how did you feel about Dominic Dunn's character? Okay, wait. Is it the one where he was standing? Was it the part where he was standing there? Are you talking about last week or I just watched one last night? No, I didn't watch that one yet. Okay. The one where he first makes an appearance and everyone knows who he is. He's like a famous crime journalist. I I felt good about his character. Like I felt like it was accurate to who Dominic Dunn was. And it was amazing. But he was like, he reminded me, his character is so outlandish and insane as a human being he he is. Yeah. That it reminded me of um, like... In Cold Blood, uh, what's his name? Truman Capote. Truman Capote's character. You know, it's just so outlandish. And it's really not necessary in the show. Right. But I loved it. Well, but he is, I mean, I bet you part of the reason he's there is because he wrote so much on that trial in real time. Yes. And kind of contributed to probably what they're researching. Like, they might be reading some of his stuff. No, you're totally right. Uh, is he still alive, Dominic Dunn? I don't think so. I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure. Impossible. And I, of course, we all know his daughter, Dominique Dunn, yeah. got shot by a, a rabid fan of hers, stalker. Yeah, a stalker. Pretty amazing. I mean, he's kind of one of the original, and he had a great uh, power, privilege, and justice. Oh, that was a... Was such a good show. Really good show. I bet you can find it online. Yeah. 
And he, but he's not a good narrator because he talks too slow. Right. And he has a lot of uh, gravitas that he doesn't, he, that he adds on that he doesn't need. Yeah. Where it's like, you already have tiny glasses. We know that you know what you're talking about. Well, what's so great about The People versus O.J. Simpson is there's so many moments in it, including his gravitas and his, you know, cadence that you have to, we've stopped so many times during the show to be like, did that really happen? And look it up and it fucking really happened. You mean like the Faye Resnick thing? Yes, that was amazing. A fucking Brentwood hello. A Brentwood hello? Is that even, there's no way that was a thing they did. I bet it was. Are you serious? Yes. I bet it was in the book. Right. I bet someone researched the book. No, no, for sure. But I mean, do you think her oh. book was totally true? Oh, I because saying, she, she seemed mean. like a boozy yeah. fool. No, then no, I don't think it was true. I mean, like, it just seemed like she was talking. Yeah, she's like, we did coke all the time. We yeah. were crazy, which yeah. is like, sure, probably. But to to act like you did that yeah. every morning in random homes. Right. And that was like the lifestyle and not like they had children that they had to raise and take to school and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I But guess... I mean, that part, I actually did look up fit what Faye Resnick's role was because I didn't remember her from Me when it happened in real life and it all that stuff was true oh my god someone posted on our our Facebook group uh their cop their photo of their copy of that book that they've had like it's like an original copy or something oh. it's like this is, a, this is a good group of people man if if I get murdered terribly mm-hmm. I will you can spill it you know what? You know you have my official digital permission okay. to just say whatever you think would work best and make you the most money. What do you think the Burbank goodbye is? <laughs> Something really That's, gross. That'd be like slightly dinging the side of your minivan out of a Trader Joe's parking lot. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today our, we're, our theme is unsolved murders. Yes. It's an easy one because... Because we've been busy and I think... Didn't I make it up while we were standing in the parking yes. lot at the end of your wedding. Yes, you were like, you <laughs> know weekend. what? Let's just Here's a nice open one that won't that we'll have lots of choices for. Yeah, but I feel like throughout like as as we go on, they'll be easier and then they're going to get harder and harder. God damn, this thing's in my eye. Do you think they're going to get easier then get harder and then get easier again? Yeah, like I think there'll be a point where we're like we're just getting too specific. We need to get, you know what I mean, where we like yes. like try to make it easier on ourselves. Yes. Over like sandwiches. We're gonna, be, we're gonna be we're gonna work all the way down to two shots to the back of the head yeah. at midnight, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll be like okay. murders that happened in 1936 in January of 1936. Wait, the Pantaloon murders. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you? Whatever you think. I have a theory. We were just talking about this. George and I both think that there's a chance we may have picked the same unsolved murder. Yeah, let me tell you what my original one was going to be. But okay. I ended up changing because I was like, because first of all, it was it's like near your hometown. Oh, okay. So there's no way you didn't know it. And then, oh, fuck. Hold on. And then I looked it up and it was like, I had liked it because there was like, it was just so random. But that meant there really wasn't that much interesting stuff about it. Right. And then also... um it also meant that I also looked it up and it was like, well, the, the, this is who probably did it. And so oh. it was like, not, that. it seemed kind of a, like an obvious answer. Exactly. So it was the 2000, mine was going to be the Jenner, California double murder in 2004, where those, those kids were camping out on a beach and just got shot with a fucking rare, weird gun. Yep. 
know what I'm talking about. Yes. Because it didn't just happen there. It also happened in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. So I hadn't realized that had happened. I hadn't realized that they had a couple obvious suspects. And so I was going to do that. I like that one, though. Because... And also, weren't they like... When I like the story when you're reading it and it's like these were two children from a Christian camp. Oh, they yeah. They were like as squeaky clean as yeah. you could possibly be. Yeah, they were. And out in the middle Jenner is like a big grassy open field of nothing. The yeah. idea that you would get murdered in Jenner is like someone was going way out of their way. Right. Or knew the area so well. Right. And was um I, and my, the first thing that came to my mind was that they piss they it was they pissed someone off earlier the day yeah it may be road rage and they saw their fucking car parked out there in the middle of the night you know something's really simple yeah there's also that that rando um serial killer that just traveled all across the whole united states i think his first name was israel holy shit you know that guy no and he looks like he looks like a guy that would work at rei when i saw his picture i got super freaked out i don't know i don't think i've ever been in an rei rei is like um you know like patagonia it's a north face who works i don't know who looks oh just like a dude who would have like medium length sandy blonde Ooh. curly hair necklace and, uh, yes a rope necklace mm-hmm. um that's what this guy looked like and he was randomly killing people all across the country when everywhere he re- went and then when they caught him he committed suicide <gasps> so he never no one knows if like what he it's just so interesting exactly. that the gun was it was from like 1896 oh is that it right? was like a shotgun from 1896 that's probably wrong but like yeah. a really old vintage. Yeah, you shouldn't kill someone with a gun so rare. Everyone take note. If you're going to kill someone, make it a really obvious gun. Uh, or not well, obvious gun. Yeah, because the no, the antique gun's obvious, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was he, like loading a musket on the beach? Yeah, it's they horrifying. were saying it's, it was one of those fucking guns. No. Yeah. That's terrible. And that he, would mean that there's a delay between killing one and killing the other. Yeah, and he must have been a good shot if it was at night. And he grabbed the shell casings, too, so there were no shell casings left, which means he must have known where they went, because if he was in the sand, maybe he grabbed them out of the air or had, like, a... Or he had a metal detector. <gasps> Ooh. Did I tell you Allie got me a metal detector for... Yeah. What? Yeah. Who did? Allie got me for fucking... For my wedding. No. That me... is the best gift I've ever heard of. You have no... I've been talking about that, wanting one, and, like, just wanting to disappear from life and go be a metal detective. Yes. A detectress? Detectress. (laughs) Oh my God, that's my new show, The Detectress. The Detectress, because I just saw a thing for Metal Detector Vacations, and I was like, I want to meet the person who would want to go on a Metal Detector Vacation with me, because that is like... I. Every time I see something like that, I'm like, that's what I like. Yes. Like, I can never figure out what I like until I see it. (laughs) I just saw a guy who fucking found a Viking treasure. In Hi. England, yes, with the metal detector. That, you mean the hoard of coins? Yes, yes. Well, yes. it's so funny. I didn't know that. So, did you know that metal detector is just something you can just like buy on Amazon? I had no idea. Yeah, like I didn't. It seems like something I want so bad that it doesn't make any sense. That's just like a thing you can buy for like probably fifty nine dollars. Oh, know? like you think the government issues them? Yeah. for thousands of dollars. Or they're like you can't get a cheap one. They don't work. You know, like. They only work. So my, you want to go with me to the fucking abandoned zoo in Griffith Park? Hell yeah. And we'll go. And she bought me a shovel and gloves. <laughs> 
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right. Well, what's your real What's your <laughs> okay. real one if that was your fake one? Okay. So then I changed it to a kind of one that everyone knows and loves. But I, this is going to be my favorite and, like, I think the most realistic answer, too. Okay. Your so, favorite unsolved murder. My favorite unsolved murder is the Black Dahlia. Yes. Is that oh, yours? my God. I was, she was in my top three. Was she? Yeah. Who was the other one that you didn't do? Uh, well, John Bonet, but I knew we'd oh, already right. d- discussed her at length. She, John Bonet is the one that I want to know the answer the most. Yeah. And then the Black Dahlia second. That reminds me. So there was a conversation about Black uh, about John Bonet in the Facebook group. It's called My Favorite Murder. Everyone join it. Hi. Um, and someone brought a really good point up where they, you know, the really weird, the piece of that puzzle that doesn't that doesn't make everything else fit is that there was a foreign DNA in her underwear. Mm-hmm. And someone brought up the fact that there was some kind of like you know Reddit conversation where. Maybe that came from the manufacturer of those underwear. Huh. Like, I think they did some testing on other underwear from the same place in China. And maybe that's where the DNA is. Maybe it has nothing to do with the murder. That would be an interesting thing. Um, they, but that must have come up before. Like, yeah. underwear is usually what they test. I had never for heard DNA of DNA in those. 
you've never heard of foreign that be, theory oh no i i never have but wouldn't you think that they would have they would rule that out yeah. i don't know but i don't know i feel like there's so much bias in that case that it maybe wouldn't have crossed anyone's mind maybe it also but it also opens that door to the whole sex ring you know yeah. thing that like it might not have has had anything to do with what happened that night Totally. But something bad was already happening to her anyway. Yeah. Well, if, I would I would call that like outlandish, except that she was a beauty queen. I know. It's like so fucked up. Yeah. That whole yeah. world. If I anyone, just saw a picture of her today looking really? at my thing. And yeah. If anyone knows the answer, tell us. We won't tell anyone that you told us. Yeah. We just want to know. Yeah. If you killed John Abrams, <laughs> if you killed John Abrams, just email us. Think real, of a fake email address. Real quick, yeah. Called Jomine's Killer. Do, just sign up for a Hotmail real quick. Hotmail's fine. And just be like, that. here's what I did. Here's what I did. Here's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Super sorry. Yeah. Oops. Um, okay. So, all right. So everyone knows the story of Elizabeth Smart Short. <laughs> Where am I? Uh, Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. She was found in a vacant lot in Los Angeles, 39th and Norton, if anyone is in LA and wants to go find it. I think there's a house or a school there now. She was naked, cut in half. She was severely mutilated, posed in the grass. Um, she had no blood left on her. And, uh, of course, the um, the detective said it looked like someone, a medical man. They said that. Or a man with the vast medical knowledge had had mutilated her um and so okay recently i i watched the um james elroy documentary mm-hmm. about uh it's called feast of death it's basically a bunch of men sitting around a table eating dinner talking about murder and death all men because why would a woman know anything well like if there's no women they can really be themselves right um okay so I found that psychologist Alicia Levere was a Herald Express writer, and she did a series of col- columns profiling uh, the whole case. And she profiled, she identified the person as a possible older woman who had either committed the crime or inspired the person who killed her. Huh. And all these reasons, it was like a psychological profile of why it could be a woman. Is that person you were talking about that wrote those columns from back then or now? She, it was from back then. Okay. Um, and then John E. Douglas, he retired. Uh, there's a thing called the FBI Behavioral Analysis Unit, which like, I want to, I'll intern. Like, you don't have to pay me. Yes. You know? The, he, where they find, where they're sitting there going, it's a single man right. between 30 and 35. Hates his mom. Yeah. That kind of thing. Love it. Love it. He probably works at this, at this job. Or that job. Yeah. Awesome. So he created a profile that kind of backed up her theory that it could have been uh, an older woman who would have done this or inspired it. Okay. And then finally, researcher Harry, I'm sorry, Larry Harnish had a theory that, and he had written an article in the LA Times on the 50th anniversary, and he, he uncovered a connection between the dump site on 39th and Norton Street and one of the suspects who's now a suspect and i think this is what james elroy's thing was about that there was a 67 year old doctor have you heard this theory before i think well tell me and about you love it 67 year old doctor named walter alonzo bailey his he used to live in his estranged life wife currently lived one block away from the dump site whoa okay that's like interesting um 
what's more interesting is that Bailey's daughter, adopted daughter, was friends with Elizabeth Short's. Why do I keep wanting to say Elizabeth Smart? Because Elizabeth Smart's that girl that got kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Short's sister. So oh. Bailey's seven-year-old doctor's daughter. Uh, they were so close that this that the daughter was a witness in uh, Elizabeth Short's wedding. So Whoa. that's pretty. But there's no evidence that they ever met. But you're kind of like they but had to know of each other. Connect, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was a stranger from his wife who lived a block away. He left his wife for a mistress named Alexandria um, Parteka, who was also a doctor. Um, and after Bailey's death in 1948, again, the, the um, murder took place in 1947, it came out that, oh, so he left, he left this mistress all his money and the strange wife said it was because he had quote terrible secrets that could have ruined him oh and people are guessing that that maybe he was he gave secret abortions which were illegal at the time uh, and there was another theory a long time ago that a doctor who gave abortions had accidentally killed elizabeth short perhaps and that's where the murder had you know that's why he had to get rid of her body and not report it is that uh, he was getting abortions which were illegal uh, but there's no evidence to support that she was ever pregnant, so we don't know that for sure. But we do know that uh, Elizabeth Short used to tell men, maybe for sympathy, that she had a son who had died. And it turns out that Bailey did have a son who had died, and he died on years earlier, but it was January 13th, and her body was found on the 15th. Oh. So, I mean, pure speculation, clearly, but he, she's pleading with him to help her with whatever it is. This person that her sister knows, her sister doesn't live in town, she doesn't have anyone else who lives in town, goes to the doctor of her sister's friend, or father of her sister's friend. And then if it was a woman, then maybe, maybe she got jealous and killed this girl, killed Elizabeth Short. Maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. And so... So he was 67. He, when he died, they found a, a degenerative brain disease he had. And it was known to produce violent behavior in otherwise passive individuals. And then one of the things was like, well, how would he have moved her body? Well, the body was fucking sliced in half. Yes. Maybe the body was sliced in half for an older man or a woman to be able to move. To carry one piece at a time. Yeah. Why was she drained of blood? Who knows? <laughs> so, I mean, there's little pieces of it that I really, really love. You should, uh, Feast of Death is on. I think it's on Amazon. It's definitely on YouTube. There's a little, you know, fucking James Elroy is like, he's a bit of a drama queen. Yeah, he's he's too, he's too dramatic for his own good. Well, he has his thing with his own mother, which right. is amazing. Like, the, it's amazing he can talk about it's it. Totally. But then it does add this. He's very intense. It's very intense. So you kind of like it's, it's hard already to take an intense him seriously. Subject. Yeah. Well, his so his mom got kidnapped, and did they find her body, or did they never find her? I think they did find it. Oh, she was on the side of the road. Yeah. Straight murdered. Yeah. And they think, who knows what the murderer was never found. Yeah. So he's clearly, and he was a little kid when this happened. He's psychologically fucked up from it. I've I've read a lot of his books up into a point where they like got too silly. Right. Where like the vernacular was just too like. Poet, yes, 
but before that I fucking loved his books and I read all of them they're great yeah but this I mean it's still a good this is a good program to watch by yourself at night I remember watching something and I it's this is bad to bring up especially for our research heads but there was something I was reading and it was the theory and maybe this was a dramatized version but it was like the theory that they took her to a place to murder her and torture her because clearly she was tortured Mm -hmm. what I read when I was looking to see if I was going to do the Black Dahlia one of the things I read really quickly was that she died from uh, an injury to the head but also those cuts on her face because mm-hmm. she had a smile cut into her face ear to ear and the bleed bleeding out blood loss from those cuts could kill you yeah alone. so she like just because it was so much bleeding wow um so she was somewhere for an extended period of time just bleeding and Jesus. being tortured yeah because head injuries bleed a lot uh yeah i think so but then but also like you know cutting into your cheeks right and, i mean that thing and also just to find that the, yeah. When I I remember first very first reading that story, and the, it's that picture of her Ugh. upper body in the you know in, in the, the grass. grass. The angles of those are so disturbing. It's so disturbing, and to think because wasn't it a mother and a child? Yeah, it was a mom I think with a stroller walking up on that thing. Yep, and they thought it was a mannequin. Yeah, and like there's a photo of it of the scene with her body covered with a um, just her body covered with a. Uh, blanket and it's like so obvious that the bottom part of her body is too long to be part you know what I mean (laughs) it's like they're not something isn't right with the length of her body and it's because her fucking torso her uh, lower body is like and did you see I'd never seen really the cut really well until today yeah it's pretty exact yes yeah and and I think I wonder if if like cops today would immediately assume it was like a doctor or medical man Mm -hmm. uh, that did it because, because I guess these days people can do much more and not have any training. Well, you have to think of like a butcher could do that. Like a a barber could probably cut like that with a straight razor pretty well. Like I think there's a lot of professions that could do that. Not necessarily, but could they, bleed someone that well right well a butcher could a butcher could can i tell you that one of my grandfathers was a butcher in la and one of my grandfathers was a barber in la so it's probably one of them Whoa. during that time and there's also there's a guy that thinks his father did it yeah that guy and so that's the thing is that james elroy backed his story too and and now isn't which you know that house is just down the street from here really so this guy this guy found uh photographs in his like evil fucked up father's uh possessions after he died and one of them was a photo of what he thought was the black dahlia if you look at it it's clearly not oh. it's not her i mean but it's their similarities and then he so the this house that he had lived in then which is down in los Feliz, and there's a gorgeous art deco house it's incredible had a secret room where this this father guy would actually give abortions oh um, and they had put, he had like hired someone to bring cadaver dogs in when he was like uh, investigating it and they honed in on that area. But this guy's a little full of shit. I think he thinks his dad is also the Zodiac killer. And like he's since gone on to be so incredible. Uh. Um, but, the, but uh, however, the father did rape his daughter as did a, he like let other people do it. Took, uh. She took him to court and he 
got exonerated. So he's a piece of shit either way. His yes. guy isn't wrong about his dad being terrible. Well, and it's probably very easy for him to see and connect, you know, connect yeah. dots to things when it's like, <clears throat> and it would probably be very vindicating yeah. to be like, he didn't just screw up our see? family. He's, he's what everyone fears. Yeah. He's, see he's what I thought everyone. Yeah. He's a monster. But also I think it's, I think that's a whole story is fascinating because Everybody talks about like, oh, come to Hollywood, take the bus from Iowa yeah. and and find your dreams. And it's that seedy underside, this very real like. And here's the other thing that happens. Women are exploited constantly yeah. and you you get into a system of being beautiful and hoping that men, you know, you're appealing to men and then men will give you money and all these things that it like that the culture kind of you know encourages or supports and but then if you get into that you're the one that gets punished for it and you maybe you deserve to die and like you know she wasn't a prostitute which is what they they said in the beginning she absolutely wasn't right but she did go out with a lot of men because she didn't she would go out with them to eat because she didn't have enough money for dinner like that's what you know that's what it's like when you come to LA to be an actress really so that's not prostitution but it's almost like do you do you, it's the thing of like do you live the kind of lifestyle that would put you at risk and that's that's one of them and if you do then it's your own fault for eventually happening upon someone i also didn't know that her luggage she had her luggage had been checked at the biltmore hotel oh really and she's missing for five days like there's no there's no the last trace of her that anyone can can confirm is on january 9th and her body isn't discovered until the 15th so her getting kidnapped would make sense that's so creepy yeah that's my favorite unsolved murder unsolved murder and isn't there a movie with josh hartnett and like scar joe it's based on his on james elroy's book the black dahlia which is a really good book the movie was stupid but i like the book a lot yeah so go read that Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com that's m-a-d-e-i-n cookware.com goodbye um so karen hi the question well mine is also takes place in los angeles um 
I'm going to settle in. Get me cozy for a story. I went on a real roller coaster ride with this one because there's, of course, when you look at anything, you know, like I know what I, I knew what I had known about it. But I swear to God, this second you go on to Reddit. Oh, Reddit. There's just a world of people who have already done so much research. I love and you guys. Who are obsessed. Yeah. I, I forgot to credit where I got a lot of this info. Oh, yeah, you got Can it. I do it real quick? Yeah. DerangedLACrimes.com, which is like, that's the best fucking... DerangedLACrimes.com? Made me think of that because of Reddit, which is like deranged, and I love it. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, so say. wait, that's a good website to go to for stuff like it that? It seems like it's a fun, like, blog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, this is... I just... I had my assumptions, and I was kind of writing what I thought was going on and then I a link led me to Reddit and then it's just all these people are like I already looked at that and da 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 and it's just theory, and here's theory, why theory. it couldn't be this and here's yeah it's fascinating so, so good. this is the story of Elisa Lamb oh. and she is the one who uh, she is the 21 year old Canadian student who uh, took a trip to she called it her west coast tour she had been in San Diego she was stopping over in um, LA before she was going up north and uh, she checked in at the Cecil Hotel, mm-hmm. which is a hotel downtown near Skid Row um, that used to be fancy. So she uh, she checks into the, C- the Cecil Hotel, um, and so her she is by she's traveling by herself, and um, so she checks in with her family every day, and so the last day that. Um, the day she disappeared, basically, uh, she had gone to the last um, the last bookstore mm-hmm. and had a conversation with somebody there talking about books she was bringing home, hoping they could fit in her suitcase. Um, so uh, basically, when the cops talked to that person, it was like they no one thought that she wanted to commit suicide or it wasn't right. anything like that. Um, and uh, she was supposed to check out on February 1st. And she never did. And so uh, her family her family calls LAPD on February 1st and says, we haven't heard from her in days. There's something very wrong. You have to check this out. So they start looking into it. And they um, on February 6th, they have a press conference where they say, if you've seen this person and they release... Or no, they have a, they basically show pictures and they say, if you've seen this person, let us know she's missing. And then um, on uh, February 14th, they end up releasing this now very famous footage of her in the elevator at the Cecil Hotel. Now, this is what I remember because I saw this real time. Yeah. And this footage was on the news. I wasn't even, I think the sound was down and there's nothing creepier. There's no sound? Oh, because you were just watching it. I was yeah. watching the news, but there is no right. sound anyway because she, it's, yeah. it's like closed circuit. I see. So you look up and this thing is happening. And this is on and it's um, it's like, have you seen this girl? And this is the last known footage of her. Oh my God. And she Chilling. is in this elevator and she looks she looks like she's it's halfway somewhere between her playing hide and seek with somebody and and her running from somebody because she's she gets in the elevator she presses all the buttons she puts her back up against the wall then she peeks out then she jumps out then she does a little thing then it's she like, comes back in it's playful and it's not it's yeah go on yeah it's just hard to it, it, when when it's presented on the news, mm-hmm. it's freaky because it looks like someone's chasing her and she's trying to get the elevator to go. Totally. It's chilling. And then 
It already looks like a Japanese horror movie without the rest of the story. Exactly. We've seen this movie before. Dark Um, Waters. So then, yes, exactly. So then uh, five days later, after they they, um, released that footage, um, they had been, the the people working in the Cecil Hotel had been getting complaints from everybody that was staying there. This is the most That the water smelled weird and had a weird color and that the water pressure was really low. So a maintenance worker goes up onto the roof and checks the water cisterns that are on the roof and Eliza Lamb's dead body is floating in one of the cisterns. Um, Elisa. What, sorry? Elisa. Elisa. Is that, yeah, yeah. Isn't it Elise or Elisa? Elisa. Okay. Did I say Eliza? I did. You it's did, but Elisa. I said, Sorry. I said Elizabeth Smart. So clearly we're going to get yelled <laughs> at by fucking so many people. Uh, we mean well. Um, it's, Eli- it's Elisa Lamb. Okay. So, so it turns out, so as, they're, as the cops are trying to put this story together, one of the first things that they learned was she was bipolar. And she was on like four different medications for her bipolar. So... Um, the you know the 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 tape from the elevator immediate immediately puts into everybody's mind she's being chased she's being pursued she's scared she's freaking Mm -hmm. out because it's so weird well then then you find out that she's bipolar and she's on this medicine and um the day that she disappeared she had been staying in a like a youth hostel style shared room Mm -hmm. and she got moved out of that room and into her own room because the other women staying in that room with her were complaining of her odd behavior. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. So, so she got moved into a private room because of odd behavior. So there was a theory that she stopped taking some of her medication, but she kept taking others and she was taking Sudafed and that combination, like there's some, uh, antidepressants Mm -hmm. or mood stabilizers. If you mess around with the levels Mm -hmm. and add in like Sudafed, you can have a psychotic break. Um, so there's people who think that that is what happened. That she basically was having a psychotic break was seeing, uh, you know, cause you can have auditory hallucinations, yeah. visual hallucinations. And she basically got herself up onto the roof having all that happen in a manic episode. You have all this energy, you don't stop moving. And, and it totally. would make sense if she was messing around the elevator, but, um, but so that that's one very strong theory on Reddit. There's a person who absolutely is like this case is closed yeah. because the coroner said it that the death was drowning with this special circumstance of bipolar, like being yeah. the reason. Yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, um, the way she's acting in that elevator, you can only see one angle, which is right. inside the elevator and a little bit of the hallway. But when she turns, when, one time she jumps out. And this is like two minutes or more. It looks like she's talking to somebody up the hallway and she's not in the lobby. (coughs) Sorry, I'm dying of consumption. Um, She's actually on the 14th floor Mm -hmm. of this hotel. Mm -hmm. Now, (coughs) as we all know, the 14th floor is the 13th floor. Oh, they just change it. (gasps) Yeah. Um, and the, and the Cecil Hotel also is uh, a hotel that over the years has had so many jumper suicides that they stopped counting. Over 100 Jesus. people have jumped off of the Cecil Hotel. Um, the 14th floor is also the top floor. So okay. it's basically a 13 floor hotel. Holy and it's the, it's the hotel where Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, stayed in the, in the middle of his 
uh, you know, in killing spree in between San Francisco and LA. He stayed there for a little while. So it's and a also, nice little cozy little a nice little family place. hotel. And there was another serial killer who was Austrian who stayed there for a little mm-hmm. while in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's bad bad vibes and bad juju. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so and so they were saying um, there were theories that she had to be with somebody because there was um, a lock. There was no access to the roof mm-hmm. and it was alarmed. Um, so people would have known if she had gone up there. Right. But then there's a footage. And this is the this is why I love Reddit because mm-hmm. it's like so thoroughly researched. Yeah. There's a Chinese tourist who posted footage where he walks from <gasps> the 14th floor up to the roof up to the cisterns and there's no alarm yeah. there's no lock there's no anything i, I think feel actually... like that that had to be for the hotel to not be liable they said that exactly right yeah because the parents were suing the hotel totally um but the just the weird thing is i mean like there, so there's lots of people on reddit who are saying you know like that they had had manic episodes and when you when you're there, you get these ideas in your head and you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of energy and strength and you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think obviously it's, it's, you know, you're, it's mania. Um, so it made a lot of sense to them that she would like suddenly see those uh, sisters yeah. and be like, I'm going to get in there and swim around or whatever idea that she may have had. Plus I think like, I think just because there's something as alarmed doesn't mean that whoever turns off the alarm or notices it is going to then go check and make sure everything's okay like those are right you know in a fucking shitty hotel where it's probably understaffed the alarm goes off person in the lobby does a thing to turn it off and that's it right and but more likely that's where because they were saying that's where a lot of people went uh, like employees right. went up to smoke that there was no alarm in the first place i bet there i bet even if there was there was a prop opening the door yeah. like holding the door open for people who smoked sure the other thing is when you see these cisterns it, like it's not like how I first imagined it, which yeah, is like huge. one of those big wooden ones you see in New York on yeah. roofs. It's four metal, like ten foot tall containers mm-hmm. that are like they almost look like um, they look like something from from the war, or whatever. Where they they almost look like big bullets. Yeah. So the idea that you would look at that and be like, I'm going to get into that. There's water in there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. You wouldn't look at it and be like, I'm going to go swimming. It just looks like a big, it's a bunch of tanks. You wouldn't know what was in there. Yeah. Unless you had knowledge of that somehow. So there's, to me, all the things like taking everything into account, my own theory, because immediately when I first heard it, I was like, Oh, that's, you know, there's, there's supernatural. Foul play. Supernatural or foul play? Su- supernatural, maybe, not probably not. Foul- I mean, I do love the idea. That it's yeah. like it's basically a death hotel, but then definitely foul play. Yes, for sure. But but going up there, like the idea that she would have the idea. Well, anyway, cat, yeah. my theory is that I just don't. Oh, she got in, but then, um, when they removed the body, they had to cut part of the top off right. to get her out. So. I, which which doesn't add to anything necessarily one way or the other. I just think I just think there's foul play only because I just think oh, because if somebody is having like is off their meds or has a thing, I think that it's like a wounded animal in the forest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't that doesn't mean that people are going to be nicer to you or take care of you. I think that means that if there's people around 
that that would would be uh yeah what i'm listening i'm sorry oh uh, what sorry um oh my god if the, i'm sorry you just got so mad at me i was looking for a thing that i had seen on uh, i know uh, that's fine um i'm just trying to say if there's people around that would harm you that that would actually be an attractor if there's somebody acting weird being weird and then you're also in this murdery residential hotel well, where there are poor people that live there yeah, it's a really bad neighborhood too it's not like it's a hotel like down you know anywhere in la this is it's like a bl- literally a block from skid row yes it's in the worst part of la that really you could be worst. in even the the walk to the last bookstore is sketchy yeah from that hotel yeah you don't i mean everything about the surrounding area is dangerous if you're acting weird and you're kind of sending up those vibes it's just a it's a it's a bad situation so yes she could have like the the mania there's a lot of people who felt very strongly of like this is exactly what happened but also it's just such a perfect thing of like oh well it's just this girl by herself who suddenly is like not okay that's this the second somebody notices that all they have to do is look out their hotel room peephole and be like, oh, I'm going to go see if this girl wants to go take a, a right. walk on the roof. Well, one thing I thought was interesting that I found on Reddit was that she, in the video, she's wearing someone's shorts. Did you see that? Yeah. Where someone was like, those, it looks like she's wearing a skirt, but they're clearly like board shorts or like cargo shorts. And though, and they clearly weren't hers or what the kind of clothes she wore because she was like a fashion blogger and really into fashion. Oh. And did they find her clothes outside of the tank? No, the, but she was naked in the tank, but everything that was in there was with her in the okay. tank. So I guess, I mean, who knows? That could have been explained. Maybe she stole them from the hostel she was at. But the shorts that she has on in the video are... A guy's. Are guy's shorts. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe she met someone staying at the hotel also. And fuck. I know. And there's definitely no drugs in her system. Right? No drugs in her system. And... Yeah, and and yeah, and all the th- all the things that would explain that, like alcohol, drugs. She went to a bar that night, mm-hmm. but all the things that people, all the theories of people saying maybe someone drugged her. That's why she was acting so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't it's matter. they're not in her system. Yeah, they would have clearly done tests for that. And here's the really irritating part: they took a rape kit, but they never processed it. Um, what? Because they just figured. What's the point since it's, we since we know it's she right. did it, basically. Fuck. So we kind of never know. It's it's a little bit the perfect murder in that way if that's what happened because she's in the water. Nothing. There will be no evidence on her body. And and did it? Can they tell exactly how long she was in there? Was she in there from the night of the video? Yeah. Until they found she her? was in there for like three weeks. So you probably can't find a ton of evidence after the body's been in the water that long no i'm really sorry i was looking up this thing that i wanted to tell you while you were telling the story that um there's there was some tuberculosis t- uh drug did you see that mm-hmm. what is it that is the same as her initials it it's the it's called the lamb eliza test right at least <laughs> lisa e-l-i-s-a it's an s not a z uh that there was an outbreak of tuberculosis on Skid Row. Yeah. That's just a weird coincidence. It's just though. like the weirdest coincidence I've ever heard of in my life. That there was a, a test or a, or something called the a Lamb Elisa. Yeah. Test. It's, it's just her name. It's her fucking name. Yeah. 
what in the fuck is there's, this world? There's a couple of other alleyways that I'm not going to go down now because I don't know them well enough. Yeah. But you can, all you have to do is go on to Reddit or go on to YouTube. Yeah. Um, and people have like talked through all of them yeah. that are like, there's about an, like invisible cloaking what? and like all this different stuff. The, just theories. Do you ever, did you, I watched the video with my face so close to the screen to like try to see any abnormalities or anything weird. Well, but here's what is interesting that the, the, uh, the, the numbers on the tape, whatever that's mm-hmm. called, the time code on the tape mm-hmm. is distorted mm-hmm. and they don't know if the cops distorted it or the hotel distorted it, but there is a full minute missing in the tape. What the People fuck? have studied the time, the, the like messed up time code enough to see when it clicks over to another minute, but like no, whatever. So they, it's this, the tape itself is really, really weird. You know what? As another thing about the tape being weird that I thought was really interesting was that she's pressing all the buttons and the, the elevator never leaves or closes the door because she's pressing the elevator hold button oh she is which people have gone there and tested it It will hold it open for two minutes so she presses she's on 14 so she presses 14 10 7 4 or whatever Uh she goes right down the center Mm -hmm. and elevator hold so it's you can't figure out if she's playing a game if she's trying to get out of there as quickly as possible there some people say that's what you're supposed to do if you're afraid somebody's following you because oh, then they won't know what what floor you get they don't know on. where floor you're on and every it'll open every time so you'll have every chance of seeing somebody else i've never heard that yeah that is fucked up and the other thing is they sped they they slowed the tape down when they released it to the public oh. it's actually 125 percent slower than it should have been. Why? So when you speed it up, I don't know. Yeah. It looks creepier when she does like the hand movements and stuff. Totally. I and they don't know if it's just to make get people's attention yeah. or to make it look weirder than it is or what. Or but maybe like if there's some splicing in it, you wouldn't notice it as much if it were slower. Exactly. If there's a minute missing, then you wouldn't notice right. it. Right. Does it like okay, f- on your do you think that she looks scared or that she's playing a game like in your heart of hearts? Um, well, I think I also read <laughs> my initial reaction was fear only yeah. because she does that thing where she puts her back up against the wall. Yeah. But then there was a, there's a website who that's like based on um, body language oh, yeah. breaks down where it, she's very calm. Her like her body is relaxed mm-hmm. and everything she's doing is playful Blowing, and relaxed. Yeah. And, and it looks like there's a lot of flirting body language yes. within the movements, or that she's playing with a kid, like almost like to me, it was like she's playing with a little kid. Yeah. And trying to amuse a child. It's very childlike. Although there is one part where they specifically say this is like flirting. This mm. is definitely a flirting movement of like she puts her hands up and but then she like reveals her armpits mm-hmm. and it's like a whole thing that's very it's like sexual preening oh is what they call it. Well, so they and yeah. it's the and she's looking up the hallway, so totally. it's exactly where you can't see the person. Is she looking where the door to the water tower is, or is she looking the other way? I wonder. I don't know. I don't that either. would be good to like go and yeah. stand there and look at. but I think in the Chinese guys 
I mean, it literally is all in Chinese. I have no yeah. idea what he's actually saying. But when he does it, he just walks you up yeah. out the elevator and up. So it looks like there's another, you have to walk up more stairs to get uh, up like to a that floor exit. floor that the elevator doesn't go up to. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's not like right there. I mean, those places are never locked and they never have fucking alarms. To me, I think ultimately there is a good theory with the, the messed up videotape is so overt and it's so weird mm -hmm. and like why would you why is it edited why is it slowed down what's happening why can't we see what's in that other minute yeah. they t they tacked on just the elevator opening and closing right. at the end to nothing so they left on footage that no one needs at all but then they took out a minute in the middle that doesn't make sense do you think that's one of those things that they do or it's like they take something out that only the person involved would know in case there's ever any any person comes forward with information and they can be like well i mean maybe she threw something or maybe she like maybe you know she did another, an extra thing that only the person she was doing it to or with would know maybe but then why why not just use 15 seconds like why yeah it's 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 being sold or presented as if it's continuous and that's what's yeah. weird oh right like something else something the thing is going to happen yes like and uh, to me it just it adds up to or to me it points a finger i believe it could have been a manic episode where she just found herself up there and that's mm -hmm. definitely possible but it doesn't seem that probable mm -mm. to me it seems probable that there's another person involved and that that person works at the hotel totally so he doesn't have to be around her at any point during the day but he sees her at that one point in, in night and mm -hmm. does something and then puts her body where no one would find it uh, okay so yeah possibly i get it but or lures her in there was she able to get out on her own when she got in there maybe no. lured her in there and then she couldn't get out so she did drown technically but it's foul play well but it's like he would like he, he would already be in it you mean no or have been like let's go swimming in here Oh, like it was his idea. Yeah. Yes, possibly. But then why would she throw all her stuff in there? Oh, God. Like, why wouldn't... If, if it's like a skinny dipping thing, just leave it. So all of her shit was just in there. In her, in there with her. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he threw it in after her. Fucking closed the door and latered. Could have been that. And also could have been if it was her idea by herself to go in because she wanted to be in water. Once mm -hmm. she's in there, it's hard to tread water with right. clothes on. Take your clothes off. Yeah. Uh, I just saw this thing about this woman. I think it was in Japan where she fucking got locked in an elevator for 30 days and no. starved to death. No. Yeah. Like they went away on a vac Christmas vacation or whatever the fuck. And they were supposed to check the elevators and make sure no one was in there. And they didn't. And like, there was a woman fucking tr like, that's the thought of being in a water tank. Oh yeah. Like, I wish I had a gun right now. I just kill myself. Do you think all the electricity was off? I think they like, you know, when you turn it off, you turn off the elevator shaft oh. to stop working. So I think she was, was like just a, in a black box for 30 days. Who knows when she died, but when you die of starvation and so probably. Oh, that's pretty quick, actually. Is it like, like seven like days? Weeks. Yeah. That's a fucking long time. It's a long <laughs> That's a fucking incredible story. It's a, uh, I want to know what happened. I do too. Would you rather know Jean Benet or Lisa Lamb. Jean Benet. Would you rather know Black Dahlia or Lisa Lamb? Jean Benet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Also, Black Dahlia, I feel like it's going to be disappointing because back then you could kill people 
much easier. Yeah. Like, and also I think if this, if Elisa's story is that it was just this manic episode and she just what a bummer. lost her shit, it's just the total tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. only in it for the like, what yeah, factor? Or I'm in it for the like, well, that could never happen to me. Yes. And if it's like someone killed her, then you're like, well, I can avoid that. But if it's like, oh, she just fucking lost lost it and like thought it'd be fun to go. Like, I, I would think that. Yeah. Before. Of course. I've gone swimming in stupid places before. You want you want to go up high. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to see the city. And I'm like, like I'm yeah. alone in this big city. And this is like <sighs> my first time away from my family. She's also at the really good ripe age for... Um, for uh what's it called the crazy people schizophrenia yes yes that's right that's like around that age so she might have been having some some symptoms to begin with yeah i mean when i first saw that i was like bath salts totally she ate bath salts oh yeah she got bath salts on skid row and fucking jumped in the tank but i doubt it so bad it's so bad i mean a lot of people on reddit were just talking about how careful you have to be when you have mood stabilizers and and like antidepressants and all I didn't this stuff. know that I'm on both of those yeah I didn't know that yeah you have to be careful no, so well just I. you have to do exactly what the doctor says okay I don't do that um, should we read some uh favor oh you have a recording oh that's right I asked my friend Karen Anderson who does um Doug loves food the Doug Benson food podcast mm-hmm. she's the co-host uh stand-up comedian writer a uh, friend to all and she I asked her we grew up very close to each other oh really she grew up in Novato which is the town next to Petaluma man you guys are up. ripe for fucking crimes yes and uh, apparently she got a good one so she left me a message today and you haven't heard it either yet I have not I heard the first five seconds to make sure okay. it recorded um, let's see so here it is hi oh Karen this is Karen I'm, I'm here to tell you about a murder that took place uh, it's, uh, it took place in 1980 in Novato, California, a sleepy little town. Uh, you might have heard of it since it's the next town over from your house. Uh, it was a terrible thing that had happened. My sister's friend uh, had uh, moved to Novato with her stepdad, you know, when the stepdad's in the picture, and uh, in a murder situation, I think you know who did it. Anyway, um, her and her sister and her mom, uh, they moved to, to Novato, and they were there for two years, and my sister got to know this girl. And the dad uh, and the mom got in a big fight, and I guess she said she was going to take the kids for, away for a while or something. And he uh, ended up keeping them hostage in their house for five hours and, uh, you know, threatened to kill everybody. But uh, finally, I don't know what happened to set him off, but... Like the mom, uh, he shot at the mom two times. She got away. She ran away out the back door. And then he went up the stairs to the girl's bedroom and the older girl was holding the, uh, the littler girl. I think they were 14 and 10 holding the younger one. And, uh, the stepdad killed the, the, uh, shot the older one in the back in the head a couple times. And then, uh, I don't know if he tried to shoot the little one. And then, uh, and then he shot himself on the stairs. They found him on the stairs, and uh, the older one died. My sister's friend. Jesus. And then the little one survived, and the mom survived. Is from what I remember. And uh, anyway, I hope that makes your day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Wow. Oh. Oh, man. That 10-year-old is just fucked. That... That's a that is a horror movie. That's like the stepdad horror movie. There's so many thoughts that go through my head, mostly for the survivors and the mom's guilt oh, for running. Mom's I mean, guilt. What was she supposed to do? Like she ran to go get help, and also she'd been shot at. Like that's right. a fight or flight. Let's reptilian brain. Yeah. Like he was clearly going to sh- kill her. He just she got lucky, but it's like why did you leave your kids? And it's like oh, oh my god. Well, and also they're upstairs. She can't get past totally. Him. She would have been killed trying. I mean, and it's like, what is she going to run up there and lead him to chase after her into the kids' rooms? Maybe she was like, if if I run out of here, he'll come after me and leave the kids alone. Yeah, probably. I mean, or who? You I, don't think anything. You're probably, in shock. Yeah. You don't even know what you're doing. It's horrible. How that breaks my heart that the big sister was like trying to protect the little one. I know. Yeah, I, that's... my first thought is like, just kill me too. Like, I would just want to be killed too. Yeah. That's awful. Well, also, there is that thing, too, that when people survive things like that, mm-hmm. I, I have to say the bad part of me is like, oh, he killed himself on the stairs. Good. Thank God. Oh, for Good. sure. Good. That's what he should Good. have done. He should have done it first. Because then that fucking 10-year-old would be going to um, parole hearings for the rest of her life, making yes. sure he didn't get out Ugh. and always be a little bit terrified that he was going to escape or fucking get out or, you know. Yeah, him being dead is the best outcome of this story. Yeah, for sure. Which it's like, do you believe in the death penalty? That's such a hard thing to say, but I believe in you fucking killing yourself. Yeah, you you do it yourself. Yeah. Although then it's like he escapes uh, any kind of punishment. I know, but God, I know. The choices. I know. It turns out life is hard. It's difficult. <laughs> and and I think the things that fascinates me is like, yeah, that was one town over from where I grew up. Crazy. I've never heard that story before. That's insane. I had no idea that that even happened. The fact that, that her, she was friends with the... Was friends with... Ugh. I know. It's just like it's, it's, you're a, a step away from it. Totally. Like, what if you had spent the night that night? Yeah, exactly. What if she spent the night at your house that night? Yeah. Or what if, I, I, then I think of like, what if those things have happened where it's like, you just will never know that like you almost died that night, but if you hadn't spent the night at this person's house, you didn't. It's kind of like, there's, that it has a, a metal detector feel to it of like, what's underneath? Mm. What is possible? What's there that I don't know is there? Yeah, that must be why we love metal detectors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a normal thing for people who love true crime is being into metal detecting probably right right investigative investigations yeah. it's almost i it, it's like um you know in minority report where it's like the futuristic idea yeah. of like you can know if something's gonna happen yeah it's like if you can know that you just missed Ugh. some crazy shit happening to you i would you want to know i don't think it'd be good for you no i don't think so either but at the same time i think about that's all i think about is uh, is what's going to happen? What did I what did I miss? What how do I avoid this? How do I avoid that? So I think about it all the time, anyways. Yeah, Wouldn't it be nice to be like to have some like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So you <laughs> no. can be like, okay, good. This is. <laughs> but why. what if you were so right all the time that you were just <laughs> like, geez, cars just keep crashing through fucking windows while I'm sitting at, next to them. <laughs> do you want to? Um, let's read. Like maybe we'll both read one person's hometown okay. before you mean before I die. 
Yeah, before of you my die of disease. Yeah. So we always have you guys either email us at myfavoritemurder at gmail, um, on the Facebook group. We have a Twitter, my fave murder, and you tell us your hometown murders, which we love. And but this time we said tell us, tell us your favorite um, unsolved murder. Yes. Do you like that better? Or do you like so you want to do one hometown hometown, and I'll do one unsolved, that's not hometown, or do you, should I look for a? Um, th- I think this one that I have is is unsolved. Okay, but I think that's just by chance. Okay, I think the the one I have is just her favorite murder that's unsolved. Okay, you want to go? You want me to go? You go. Okay. So, um, this girl's name is Lauren. We also told you guys we would stop saying your full names. I <laughs> totally didn't think about that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't. I did not think about that at all. I'm like, doesn't everyone want to be fucking louded and famous and shit? For real? Yeah. <laughs> Just because we're famous doesn't mean everyone else. Is. People are like, could I have a little bit of privacy? Yeah. We talked about your stalker, and then we okay. I like though that a lot of people have adjusted in like in it. They're they're signing it like just with their last initial, where it's oh like, oh, God. thank you, you're helping me. Sorry, guys, we won't do that again. Yeah, we won't. We really so won't. Lauren S. She says the one that gets me is the boy in the box. Oh, yes. In 1957, a boy believed to be at five year, about five years old was found on the side of the road wrapped in a blanket inside of a bassinet box, having been killed by blunt force trauma. Worst way to go. He was freshly bathed, fingernails clipped, and his hair was crudely cut. He had an old medical-related scar. He had old medical-related scars in addition to f- fresh bruising and signs of past trauma. He appeared to be malnourished. No one had ever come forward to claim him or with any plausible explanation of who he may have been. He is also known as America's unknown child. That's a fucked up, sad shit. No, didn't didn't you tell me? I thought we talked about it on here that they found right. DNA evidence to figure out who he was. Did I do that when we were? It was the like beginning. A, it was at the beginning of the show update. Right. So and I just saw this one because I was looking up unsolved murders and he came up. There was illustrations of how, what he looked like when he was found in that I box. I mean, clearly he was either in a foster situation. It was in Chicago, right? It was in, I thought it was Baltimore. Okay. Or, I Phil, mean, or Philadelphia. Okay. Somewhere we can get just lost in the system. But also two different people found him and didn't report it. The before fuck. the final person did the fuck you guys i think that the like a hunter found it and then didn't say anything and then the second person waited a full day oh my god the thing about him being found in a bassinet box is that that makes me think either at a home for children or a foster yeah a, like crowded foster house a crowded foster yeah where they, yeah Yes, television. Hey, Karen in Georgia. First of all, I love your show. I love true crime. And I wish I had friends like you to talk about it with. Well, now you do. This is from Alex H. Uh, so, okay, so this is a secondhand story. My mom told me recently she grew up in the Ro- Rochester, Spencerport, New York area. And she lived there when the three alphabet murders happened. Just a little background info in case you weren't familiar. Three young girls were raped and strangled in Rochester, New York. And they all had double initials and their bodies were all left in towns that started with the same letter as their first and last names. What? The three girls are Carmen Cologne, 10, disappeared November 16, 1971. She was found two days later in Riga, New York, near Churchville, 12 12 miles from where she was last seen. Michelle Mayenza, 11, disappeared November 26, 1973. She was found two days later in Macedon, New York, 15 miles from Rochester. And Wanda Wall. 
Wolkowitz, 11, disappeared April 2nd, 1973. She was found the next day at a rest area off of State Route 104 in Webster, New York, what seven the? miles from Rochester. These cases were also connected to another set of double initial murders in California. One of the victims there was also named Carmen Cologne. I don't know much about these in parentheses. Same name? Yeah. There were a few suspects over the years, including Kenneth Bianchi, who was ice cream vendor in Rochester and who later became one of the two Hillside Stranglers. Um, Another suspect was Carmen Cologne's uncle. My mom was in third grade at Holy Redeemer Catholic School when she when the first murder in New York happened in 1971, and she was in the same class as the New York Carmen Cologne's younger sister, Angela. And she had been at Carmen and Angela's house just a couple weeks before the murder for a birthday party. Even if you don't read this on the show, you should totally talk about Oh, even if you don't read this on your show, you should totally talk about it on your show because it is some really freaky shit. You're exactly right, Alex. That is Dude, nuts. I would, Karen, go change your fucking name. Karen Kilgariff would have been. Later days. How many people changed their name in Rochester around that time? Do you think that had fucking double? Little girls with double con- a double letter. Because that meant research. That guy was, that was like, what, do you work at a school? Did he work at a, yeah, maybe he was like a, a I worked at a school and you know and the, the, the weird thing is the towns that he left them in yes that's some fucking OCD shit it's weird and it's you know what that is that is the kind I'm the most interested in is that tricky hooked in like that's that seven oh, kind sure. of stuff where there's theories and whole there's whole storylines going on that no one even understands or knows about well that's what you want the murders to have because then it is so much more interesting than there's just some fucking creepy gross dude yeah. doing this and so it's like okay here's we just need to solve this and it's a really smart person doing all these things i mean it sounds it sounds like an obsessive thing that maybe the person doing it doesn't even want to be doing it but feels like a, a compulsion to do it yeah you know, like it's like, you know how OCD people are. It's like you're you're setting things right by doing these things over and over again. You're like, or you know how sometimes it turns out where it's like their sibling who was, who died, had double the double letters. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some weird, they're, they're acting out something else that had already happened. Or their mom was abusive and had double letters or... Double letters. Don't do it. It's so random. It's so random. And and yet very specific. I mean, what if it is? It sounds, I mean, if there was a serial killer, a now known serial killer living in that time, in that area at that time, I mean, it's probably him. Bianchi. Is it Bianchi? I mean, that's a very strange thing that that would happen there. Although he didn't, they did like teenage girls and older they, yeah, but maybe these are little kids. Separately, they did that. Maybe it was the other one's inclination. Oh, right. It was Anto- a- Anthony Buono's preference yeah. to do the older so ladies. So he went along with it. But like, oh, guys, guys, this has been heavy. We really want, you know what I want more than anything is not to have any more topics to cover on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, I just want this to turn into like a, we start talking about like tea. Um. Let's never do that. Because we run out of murder <laughs> to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, they just stop murdering. We're like, have you ever had Moroccan mint? Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. It's great to sip while crime rates go down. <laughs> crime rates plummet, dude. And the world turns perfect yeah. around us. I mean, it's a little overpopulated. I'll give you that. Thank you, President Trump. Yeah. <laughs> You've really solved all our problems. By locking people up before they can murder people. <laughs> just getting rid of everybody. Yay. This was a long one, but I think it's been chock full of fun stuff. 
probably snip some stuff out in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we find everyone? We can find them on our Twitter. Oh, yes. On Twitter. On There's a Facebook group. If you go there, you have to ask to join it. So yeah. don't lose faith. You just have to, what do they do? Click something? Yeah, just say approve and then, then I approve them. And that's just so you can be, you can talk with, with impunity. Oh, impunity? right. And, you know, yeah. it's a private group because we don't want your sister to see that you're in a group called My Favorite Murder. Oh, but yeah, but there's nothing to do. You just have to ask to be yeah, in. Yeah, you just be, ask. You'll be let in. Immediately. Uh, yeah, and then there's the Twitter and then there's My Favorite Murder at Gmail to send us your hometown murders. Yay! Which we love. We love. Um, I'll be, I'll get better so that, um, I'm not dying of emphysema no, the next time we record. It's sexy emphysema. <laughs> Super sexy. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. Don't go in the water tank. Bye. Bye. <laughs>